Well, welcome back to another episode of the Miles Driven with me, Miles. And head economist, Sam. Head economist? Yep. Uh, explaining this one? Or... No. no? Fair enough. <laughs> just okay. My jo- Instead of different languages, I'm yeah. just going to have a different job title every week. I mean, of the two of us, you are the one that went and studied economics. Exactly. So, yeah. so it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Just like you being head of gardening. Yes, exactly that. Yeah. yeah. That's all I've ever talked about is um, exactly. mowers and... Love a lawnmower. Um, Other bushes. things. Yeah. And... Um, what was it you were on? Oh, I can't remember what it was now. Anyway, move on. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> Sam has decided... Uh, troughing. I, troughing. Troughing. Yes. That was a podcast Tro- classic. A, a good troughing time. <laughs> uh, Sam has decided that we should talk about one of the terrible purchases I've made in my back catalogue of terrible purchases, which is one of the reasons why we did a buyer's guide, because if you're going to get <laughs> advice from anyone, it should be someone who's made every single of the, one of the mistakes when buying. That's so, fair. Uh this time, it's going to be a Golf GTI. This time, because you know there's so many of them. I know, do. <laughs> and I know that, especially if this podcast is, does well, Sam's going to be like, well, we should do this one car, successful ones. <laughs> this car, and this car, and he'll fiddle the numbers to make this one of the best, this most successful podcasts, so I can't <laughs> argue. So, uh, I bought a Mark V Golf GTI. Sam wasn't there with me, actually, on this one. Was it up. Oh, okay. Went to Sunderland. My oh yeah, I definitely wasn't. Uh, now wife was, had just got her car, and we went straight from the dealership. To pick oh, up. did you? Yeah, we literally picked up her car, got in her car, and off we went to Sunderland to go and pick up what I thought looked like an absolute bargain on wheels. Well, you would, wouldn't you? Yeah, lovely colour as well. Sort of. Nondescript blue. Yeah, like it was just dark blue. Yeah, no real way of. It wasn't. Yeah, complete. Wasn't Un- unimpressive. Yeah, it wasn't particularly enticing anyway. It was dark no. blue, but it had. I was looking for a particular uh, specification, so I wanted uh, xenon headlights. I wanted leather. I wanted heated seats, and I wanted a sunroof if possible. Yep, and it had all those things. It did. Um, and it also had the double din. Head unit for navigation and stuff like that. Yeah. So and it also had I could list off all of the problems with it at this point. Oh yeah, well we'll get into those in just a second. (laughs) So we, uh, I'd driven up with my partner and we got there. I don't know an hour later than we should have done because, you know, just bad weather and slow roads and everything else. Turned up, woman selling it worked as a truck driver, and she wanted to switch into a diesel or something because the um, oh, where is it, Sam? Where all trucks sort of go in the evening and they park up the depot. Yeah, the depot that she worked for was moving. Okay, like twenty miles away or something. They built a new one, and she was like, "Well, I I used to have to drive one mile, and now I have right. to drive okay. a forty mile round trip." So she was switching mm-hmm. into like a diesel or something like that. So looked like a good deal. I saw the car in the as dark. they all do, miles. Yeah, <laughs> well, the, obviously I've turned up. The car was the car. As, yeah. it, as it had seemed in the pictures but by the time we got there it was dark um my wife well now wife was quite tired by the time we got there because it had taken a lot longer than we expected etc etc so we gave it an eye over it looked as it was described in the dark in the dark and sort of parked up on a curb and the woman had a couple of dogs and a couple of kids and i didn't really want to take up too much of her time because she was very busy now i think serving up dinner because we had got so late right so so all of the red flags that you could get when getting somewhere you passed yes 
So, you know, parked, parked up on a curb, it's dark, the woman, the person selling is in a bit of a rush. Yeah. So you sort of feel pressured that you've either got to make a decision and go either way. Yeah. The person bringing you is quite tired and you feel a bit guilty because you want to get, let them get home. Yeah. Wouldn't be the case if I was driving you there. No, no. <laughs> see, this is, this is why I like it when Sam takes me to go and buy a car because I do feel a bit bad. Not that bad. Not, Even, not bad enough that it would affect you. No, in any way, in my, in my buying decision. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, if I've turned up and I'm nailed on, I'm going to buy it. Then unless Sam starts to drag me away, which pretty much is what he's done on one of the cars I wanted to buy. Yeah, <laughs> but unless that happens, then I end up buying it anyway. So uh, because of all these things, because it was late and everything else, I've given it an eye over. It looks as it's described. The interior is kind of the condition it expects. It starts on the button first time. It's slightly, just slightly noisier. They did say. It's got a, uh, they said it had had a cat-back exhaust put on it. Right. Um, and I was sort of like, well, I can, if I like it, I can take, I can keep it. If I don't like it, I can take it off. It's not I didn't like deal. it. No. Um, it was noisier than, mm-hmm. uh, well, we'll get to that in a minute. But it was sort of like, well, that wasn't going to be enough at that point to stop me buying it because just changing uh, either the back box or the midsection of the back box it was still such a good price and it had all the things I wanted. Yeah. Drove it back. Little bit of a mm, I'd say a little bit of a smell, but it's just you know, sometimes if you drive something that's like <laughs> overfueling or something like that, you you start to notice it a bit. Right. But then I thought, well, might just be me. Might just be it's an older car than I'm used to driving recently. Yeah. I've been driving newer cars. Maybe it's that. Got it home. It was very late by this point. Went to bed and I thought, I'll look at this tomorrow in the daylight. Fine. And from that point to the next six months, your life was just disaster from disaster <laughs> from disaster. Well, it just started, things started to unravel on this car. Uh, one of the things was that I was working in well, the automotive spectrum. Yep which wasn't too much of a commute, and then changed my job. So to moved nearly 20 miles away. Yeah, and then <laughs> got a different job, which was even further away. <laughs> so it was a lot, of, yeah. <laughs> a lot of commuting in this car, which for some reason wasn't giving me the miles per gallon that I expect. And, and I know someone, well, you know, you know what the figures are. You can just look them up and say, what's the average? Oh, it's about that. If I'm going to commute in it, that's what I should expect to get. Yeah, this car was never achieving it. And that's a bit odd. It yeah. means it must be overfueling or something like that. But the other issue I had was I could tell there was definitely something wrong with the exhaust. Because <laughs> I was just like, there's fumes. There's definitely fumes. Oh, it stunk. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I said I'd change jobs and stuff, but I was still at this place that had a garage at first. So we'll go back yeah, to yeah. that bit. Mm-hmm. Sam has, I've taken it to Sam's, which is the standard protocol with any new purchase. Take it to Sam and yeah. uh, say to him, it's fantastic in every way. And <laughs> as he starts to point out things that are not so fantastic, like the rusting front wings, which I knew about, to be fair, but did look a lot worse in the cold light of day. Surprising that. You yeah. know, when the, when the sun's up and there's light in the world yeah. and it's not dark, and you then can it was, see things. It was evident that it's not only that you could see things, you could see through things because <laughs> <laughs> uh, a very bodgy sort of filler job had done been done on the back of one which mm-hmm. then just basically fell through so 
the front wings needed replacing. Anyone who knows the Golf GTIs will know that's kind of a, a known issue, but it wasn't a great start. The other issue was it had an aftermarket air filter fitted on it, which yes. was whooshing all the time, constantly, yep. which was nice for the drive home and yeah. then a bit tiresome on that car. A bit noisy. Just some cars suit them, mm-hmm. some cars don't. Like a Japanese drift car suits it. Yes. That Golf GTI didn't. <laughs> no, and it, because it was this dark blue with black leather, it looked quite sort of sensible. And then it was going, tsh, 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 yeah, every five seconds. It's a bit like, well, if it was yellow, then it might have got away with it because it would have been like, oh, okay, it's what you expect from the car when you see it coming past you. So I said to Sam that I didn't think the emissions issue or anything to do with the exhaust, which he was uh, in disagreement with, and I didn't think it was anything to do with the. Fairly average, if not poor, remap that we found out had been done to the car, which made it quite peaky on power. Yeah. And it sort of like someone had written a map with one arm time behind their back. <laughs> so uh, I said, it's not that either. And it's not the comb filter. It's not this either. No. Which, so Sam's disagreeing with me at this point, And I'm... Um, so well, it's quite clearly all of these things. Yes. So... I set about trying to fix a few things. First off, the uh, the air filter is actually the standard one is built into the in the plastic engine cover. Yes, it is. So you have to buy the. I didn't have the plastic engine cover. Someone had removed it. Mm-hmm. Put this um, patty comb filter on. I'm not saying by the way, there's some really good ones you could buy for that Gulf generation Golf GTI. Yeah. I didn't have one of them. No, you did not. <laughs> no. I had what looked like someone had got a bit of pipe, bent it in a bit of a shape to fit around. And then found whatever scrap paper they're laying around and to fill it out. Yeah. <laughs> so I fitted that, but it was still whooshing. Not as badly, but it was still going. And I was thinking, well, that's odd because it's now got that aftermarket filter taken off. Yeah. So I said to Sam, ah, it needs a diverter valve fixing. So I'd read on a phone. By the way, changing the air filter did take us a little bit of time. Trying to get it all in position wasn't mm. easy. No, it was fairly... There were some big problems. And a lot of um, hoses and clips and stuff that needed to be put on. And Yeah, this is a classic Volkswagen thing. They, they put a load of clips and stuff that by the time they get to this age, snap. Mm-hmm. Instead of using metal or rubber, they use brittle yeah. plastic. Yeah. Um, which you can kind of understand from a point of view of, well... Cost. You know, yeah. And <laughs> if you need a particular shape, then plastic's going to do it. But if we're worrying about, you know, keeping cars and keeping them on the road, uh, when, a, when a massive, thick plastic engine cover breaks its um, holding <laughs> points, that's kind of the end of that whole engine cover. So that was a bit <laughs> annoying. But then decided uh, we would fix the diverter valve, which I couldn't quite get to, partially because it was under the vehicle and you had to be a little bit exposed under the side of this vehicle and i didn't want to um so off sam went under there um yeah that was not a that was not a pleasant day no you it was very dirty yeah and it's not like we have a ramp or anything no it was on an axle stand with yeah. a jack and a wheel on the side of it just in case yeah just in case don't want you to die mate <laughs> yeah, yeah i was like well it'd be really bad wouldn't it you know and really inconvenient yeah, because who's going to fix the rest who's of the work? Who's going to fix the if rest of the And if, you've only, if you die before you've only done, when, you, when you've only done half the job, I'll have to finish it. I would have to admit to people that I'd made a bad purchase if I bought a car that killed your friend. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> while being repaired. I'd have to say, not 
not the best of purchases. <laughs> I, I, I've bought better. Yes. <laughs> so, Albeit, I might have bought worse. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so Sam managed to get his hand in there, swap out the diverter valves, which sold. Which I love how we've glossed over that like it was a five-minute job. <laughs> oh, yeah. It took, I mean, work of a... Afternoon. <laughs> entire afternoon, yeah. <laughs> I eventually got that on. It still smelled. Mm-hmm. It still had this emission smell coming through it. And it didn't change the noise. No, it didn't. So it was an afternoon well spent. So I took it into the place that I worked. I said, can you have a quick look at this exhaust system? The mechanic came up to me and said, well, I see one of your problems, which is that someone has... Uh, you have a cat, a catalytic converter on the car. Unfortunately, it's not doing its job because someone has removed the innards. <laughs> oh, yeah. I so, <laughs> so, it, so you don't actually have any of the emissions control. You just have the shape of a catalytic converter. That was great. <laughs> Good start. Uh, and then the exhaust system had been sort of bodged together by someone who had, was having their first crack at metalwork, I would say. Would you be that kind? Uh, no. Actually, <laughs> it was terrible. The, the, the worst part Hadn't of it... Hadn't the cap been like welded in place as well? Yeah. So yeah. when I replaced it, I had to replace the whole exhaust system. Yeah. Because they'd welded it all together. And the worst part was that the the back box could be saved. As mm-hmm. in you could put tubing across the middle, put a yeah. new cat on, but the back box could be saved. But because they didn't know what they were doing when they built this thing, they built it so that the hangers that are welded onto the back box were too far full uh, too far back, which pushed the ex- pushed the exhaust tips all the way yeah. out. Mm-hmm. So I had this really odd-looking back of the vehicle where the exhaust tip poked out like four inches, and it should be near flush. <laughs> yeah. So that was, wasn't great. New catalytic converter, new mid-pipe. Salvaged the old back box because I couldn't get one that was standard aftermarket. The aftermarket ones were quite expensive, yeah. and Volkswagen wanted £450 to replace that's with a standard back box. So... <laughs> So I thought, okay, good. And I had one good drive home. And yep. I thought, all my problems are fixed. Which they were not. So, <laughs> <laughs> while it had been in the air, and what one of the guys had just sort of forgot to mention because he was doing something else and then told me the next day was, I needed new rear springs. And I said, oh yeah, I did think it was looking a bit low. Why do I need new ones though? Well, because both of them are snapped. <laughs> Oh, well, that, that would explain a lot, actually, as to why the back of it handles like an elephant and why the front of it sort of has some direction to it. <laughs> the, I contacted the... It, was a, it had been lowered on some springs, which I then found. I, I knew it, it was quite a subtle lowering job. Yeah, it was. So it wasn't that obvious that it had been lowered, but if you parked it next to a standard one, you'd be like, oh, it's maybe 10, 15 millimetres mm-hmm. lower. So I thought, well, actually, that doesn't look too bad. Um. And I, instead of having to replace all of them with standard items, why don't I go with yeah. the replacing the aftermarket back ones? Contact the company. Here's your part number. This is the car. This is the reg. This is the VIN. Um, can we get some? Oh, yes, you can get some. About a six-week wait, which isn't ideal when you've got snap springs. No. And they're £220 each. <laughs> I was like, I you re- sell the... I remember that. You sell the kit for like 450 quid. Or you sell just the back for 440. Yes. We, uh, we advise you buy all new ones. Fantastic. <laughs> so that was a bad day, financially. It was, yeah. 
Uh, I think at the same time I put new shock absorbers because the shock absorbers were then found to be spent. Yeah. Because they've been rolling around on lower springs all this time. (laughs) So we're starting to get to a point of problems being resolved-ish. Yeah. However. Spent way more than you wanted to. Yeah. But you've got a car that you've always wanted. This was a classic thing of, you know, oh, that one looks like a good deal. Mm. And by the time you're finished, you've got the most expensive one there is. Let's hope there's not one sat outside now. <laughs> yes, really, let's hope that, yeah. Um, the, the next problem was I noticed that I kept blinding people who were driving towards me. through yes. no, n- Not deliberately. The car had xenon lights, I said. And one of them, I could see it lighting up just the distances. Yeah. Like it was in like, if there was a road in the sign, trees. <laughs> yeah, really far. I thought, I must be blinding people. Took it to the garage. And I had the very unhelpful comment from one guy who was like, well, that's all right. Is your... As long as you can see. Yeah. It's like, this is the attitude. Really what I want. <laughs> no, this is the attitude taken by people who fit things like high intense discharge bulbs or HIDs to their headlights when they shouldn't because yes. they have a reflector headlight. And they say, well, as long as I can see. Yeah, definitely. The, the problem is on a single, oh, sorry, on a two lane road doing 60 and someone driving towards you doing 60, the one person that I really want to have clear visibility. Is the is, person driving towards you at 60 mile an hour. Is exactly that person. <laughs> blinding them so I can see the crash that's about to happen. And yeah, probably just in good detail. Though. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was a bit adamant, no, you know, I want this fixed. What's the problem? And the problem had... Well, the problem was whoever had bodged on the original lowered springs yeah. had this, the, the wisdom about them to cut the uh, cable that leads to a sensor on the suspension shock which tells the car how it's riding mm-hmm. and self-levels the headlight. So if your car is pointed, you know, if you've got loads of people in the back, the front of your car will po- point upwards. And it has a sensor on the suspension to say, ah, the back's really low, the front's really high, we'll Let's dip, dip it down, the headlights. Yeah. And that was like a legal requirement for Xenons in the UK. If you had Xenons, you had to have yeah, a self-leveling. Because otherwise, people could be left to their own devices to do them, and it's blinding, and people wouldn't do it. So they had to have this sensor, which was shot. Yeah, I mean, it had been like cut in half, bodged back together, probably for an MOT. Was barely able to do anything. Just would pass an MOT now, because mm-hmm. it was there and technically functioned but functioned by sending the headlight in any which direction. Yeah. <laughs> so that was pointed out as an expensive repair. And I was like, this is now not great. I'm getting a bit tired of this car now. Not great. It just shows your eternal optimism. Yes. The Also, just quickly, while we're on Xenon, so I just yeah. want to deviate to an issue I have with modern cars. Oh, yeah. Now... Obviously, we're getting into winter now, so I've been driving to work. I leave at half six in the morning, usually. Miles just throwing some stationery around the room if you heard some weird noises there. Um, I usually leave home about half six, so it's still dark. Yeah. And I travel on, they're sort of A roads, but they are country roads, if that makes sense. So there's no street lights on them. Several times recently, I've had a Mercedes, a BMW, and an Audi behind me. Okay. I've sort of 2018 2019 onwards yeah, yeah, fair enough, yeah. and they're not sat right up my ass but they yeah. are sat close because we're driving along country road you know sat a few meters behind probably yeah now i cannot see for the life of me the amount of times i've got to work oh. with a headache because of their new 
LED, LED light things or laser that headlights. Got. Yeah. But also, if one's coming the other way, it's like they're on full beam. I know they're not, and it's not that they're coming over a crest of a hill or anything, or they're not directed the right way. They're just so bright that what I mean, what am I supposed to do? Wear sunglasses at half six in the morning to drive yeah. to work? Yeah. But That's your answer. <laughs> what it seems it seems a stupid invention to me. I get that they give a really good light. They do. They give a great light. It's like driving towards a lighthouse. Yeah. But I don't want to be driving towards a lighthouse. And especially if it's raining or something, it just it really, really makes you struggle to drive. Now, I know the answer is people say, well, just flip your mirror. So you've got your night mirror. Yeah, but you still have it in your wing mirror. But exactly. Because yeah. they're sat behind you. I've now got a dull light in my rear view mirror, but both my mirrors are full. And anyone driving towards me is still blinding me. Yeah. This so is what the, is the solution here? Uh, the... There's there isn't a, one, is there? There isn't like a oh, you. There's nothing you can do. No. The problem is, is that when Mercedes, BMW, Audi, uh, it's not just Volvo, them. They're just the ones that have yeah. yeah. Some of the the bigger manufacturers that have had newer and newer headlight technology. The problem is, it it works in the laboratory. Yeah. And it works under certain test scenarios, but it's like anything. You've made a light brighter and brighter and brighter, so some someone can see. Yeah. And in doing so made it more and more difficult for the person coming the other way. And the only way you can actually see is if you also have blinding lights going forward. Because yeah. then you've got two blinding lights facing each other. But it doesn't negate the fact that the, pe- the people in the cars are still getting blinded by the lights coming towards them. Yeah, it's them, just that it? if you've got a blinding enough light going outwards, it kind of fights a little yeah. bit. The, but I, I I'll mean, tell you what doesn't help is if you're in a 2010 Vauxhall Astra, yeah. which is reasonably low as a yeah. car. yeah. And you're being followed by a Volvo or a Mercedes GLA, and their headlights are at the level of your rear window. Yes. Because then there's nothing you can do. No. It is just blinding. And it used to be that, it, say like an old Range Rover, like a 1970s, 80s Range Rover, the, yeah. the first, the classic, or as some people know it, it's the, um, what's it, the something A, suffix A, right, is the original, then the classic, and then... We go on to the sort of more modern ones, P38. Mm-hmm. But those original ones, they had halogen headlights. Yeah. So even though almost every car on the road was like a saloon and you had this one car that was much taller and had higher headlights, couldn't be that blinding because they were halogens. Yeah. So they, they, really the, the power of the brightness of these headlights would not be that dazzling. Mm-hmm. Now you've got lasers. And I genuinely mean uh, Audi do, I can't remember, it's the A8 and a couple of yeah, others. Yeah, because there's videos showing you they, they do like a party party piece where they do like a laser yeah. light show on your wall and now this is supposed to be better because what it does is it can actually create a shape around oncoming cars it does it does it does to be fair but yeah. I, it's, i've not i've probably not passed one but no, i've not seen one work it's <laughs> and also the the problem is it's the bit in between the leds the xenons that are really bright yeah they don't have that function where they can sort of shut down partial beam yeah to not blind someone it's yeah it's a problem and i think it's been a continuing problem and the answer unfortunately that a lot of people come up with is i'll fit blinding headlights to my car and that way i can see and blind other people and it's like yeah i you know it's not the answer is it no i just care about my eyesight that's all i'm bothered about my car provides more than enough light to drive in the dark yeah yeah i don't need to see a mile into the distance i um I owned the exact same yeah. car you have year, a few years ago. Not bad at all. And I used to commute in it about 50 miles each day. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. I mean, it was fine. It, it was comfortable enough for that drive, and it, 
it did it quite nicely and it had i used to drive back as i said i was at university mm-hmm. working late sometimes you should drive in the pitch black it was fine yeah it had enough headlight power now now people basically want to have daylight in front of them manufacturers yeah. have found a way to provide that but it's at the detriment of human eyesight yeah <laughs> it's just I don't know. anyway you can get back to your battered golf um a couple of things i didn't mention thermostat needed replacing twice Twice. Uh, okay. <laughs> apparently the first time it got fitted uh, i tried to do it with you found out its position decided yes. we didn't want to do it so i uh, had someone was it we them. decided or i decided with some sort of um with some opposition from you <laughs> it was seven degrees and raining sideways outside and i came to your house and i said i reckon we can do this in the next few hours and i told you to politely no yeah you just <laughs> walked off <laughs> so got someone to do it who it cracked the first time right tried to do it so then they had to try and do it again and i'm pretty sure they bodged it the second time just so it was done <laughs> so because it kept running cold it didn't run out it never overheated it yeah kept running cold mm-hmm. every time kept would not run at the right temperature so that was a bit frustrating as you can imagine the I think I mentioned the navigation or the screen that I was quite happy that I got. Uh, navigation never worked at yep. all; wouldn't function in any way. And then when I removed the screen to see if there was any sort of thing behind it, maybe it had to have a disc put in it or something like that, or maybe it needed a memory card or something. I saw that um, Edward Scissorhands had been behind the head the head <laughs> unit to fit an aftermarket wiring setup, which looked to me about enough cable to stretch between. Uh, well, along the channel tunnel, <laughs> mashed in behind the dashboard, <laughs> leading to nowhere. It did actually go along the side. of If you tracked it enough, it went underneath the carpet and it went all the way into the boot <laughs> where I found just an open connection, positive and negative, just there. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Do you remember that? And I was like, if those if I'm driving along and those two just hit each. I mean, it's bad enough their position they're in. But so we had to tape them all off. To make sure they they could make no contact with anything. Yeah, and then I think we cut the wire at the other end, um, because it wasn't connected to anything. Uh, well, it was no. <laughs> it was connected to power somehow. I can't remember quite. It was like grounded somewhere, and I was like, this this needs to be disabled because it's not. At, I mean, I'm not I'm not using it to mm-hmm. function, but this could really become a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so that wasn't great. If in my list of not great things, uh, what was the oh. Uh, it had a set of four tyres from Ditchfinder UK. I told you that. Yes, yes, it did. It really, they were really poor. They were and quite badly worn. Yeah, <laughs> I remember taking a corner in it, and I'd only had it two days, and it it wasn't. I mean, it was like slightly damp out, and just the front, just slide, slide, slide. Oh, there's the grip. I thought, <laughs> ah, I a bit like driving an Astra. Yes, known for their understeering. Yeah, there you go. But the problem being that when you've had a car for a couple of days, yeah, and you bought it in the dark. You probably should have said, you know what, the tyres are going to be a, a fair bit of money to get good tyres yeah. uh, on these. It's got 18-inch wheels. And maybe I should try and knock some money off this, even though it is cheap, which I didn't do, and which then made it a bit of a pain when you have to go somewhere and they say, do you want the really good tyres, medium tyres, or the poor tyres? I'm like, well, I don't want the the cheap ones, because yeah. I've got four of those, uh, and I value my life. Yeah, and cornering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the really expensive ones are oh, now that's extra money and I've already spent the trust fund of a millionaire trying to keep this thing running. <laughs> um, 
and it's still doing 24 miles to the gallon. Yeah. <laughs> what I do with it, <laughs> which I can only imagine was part of its remap where someone, I was putting Super Unleaded in it as well. Yeah, I was you thinking, were, yeah. I thought maybe it had been mapped and it could only run Super Unleaded and that was my problem. And I did that for like three or four tanks and realized it doesn't seem to be making any difference whatsoever. No. Um, yeah, so I got a set of good, but not the best, which I would have wanted on that car tires because at this point I was becoming tired. Yeah, well done. Um, of the car, <laughs> I can't remember quite what did it for me. There was something I remember driving to go and get a part for it, and I was on the phone. because uh, it did have hands. It did. This head unit didn't have nav. What it did have hands free. It had hands free and a fairly average uh, connection for Bluetooth <laughs> for your music. Yeah. So at least. I could, you know, I could make a call, and sometimes, most of the time, I could listen to reasonable music. Yeah, or the Miles Driven podcast. Yeah, which wasn't out, which wasn't but... out at the time. But yeah, <laughs> the 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 silences I had to endure when the radio decided not to work and Bluetooth. I was I was thinking of this creation. Well, there you go. There we go. Uh, but there was something, and I think I it was it was like a drive. I was on the phone, and I said, you know what? I've now spent many, many, many hours of my life. And, and many hundreds uh, uh, more yeah, <laughs> of my money uh, to try and keep this in going. I am now sick of it. Which is what you want from a vehicle. You want to look outside and see it every day and just hate it. <laughs> yeah, that was it. The, the thing was, is as a car, like it was a it was a good vehicle. And if someone said to me, should I buy a Mark V Golf GTI? I'd be like, yes, buy a good one, but buy one. Because they, yeah. it was a good vehicle. And I think you had a drive but in it, Sam. Buy a good one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it was a, you know it was quick it had lots of power it should have been economical i had had as a company vehicle years before that the same two liter engine in like an audi i say a company vehicle it was a part exchange that came in i drove it for like a month and a half it was an audi yeah. tt the newer okay, generation yeah, yeah. of that same engine and that would do i was commuting in that one during the week and it would average during the week something like 33 34 <laughs> so you know they can do good fuel I would probably, and I hate to say this because I'm sure there's lots of well-tuned, you know, loved and cared for ones out there. I would probably want a standard one. Just completely yeah. bone stock. Because they're at an age now where I think, I, mean, I never got to the bottom of why the fuel economy was so low. <laughs> I never got to the bottom of why, I mean, I know why the power was so peaky. It's because someone had remapped it with their eyes closed. But it just... <laughs> The resolutions to this was just to go to another remapper, find another answer, them to say to you, oh, well, actually, you should probably get this and this serviced first. Oh, that was it. I was sat with you, Sam, mm -hmm. on the, the sofa at some point, and I said, okay, if I just, and then I listed the things that are common faults, because I hadn't fixed anything that was like a commonly yeah. known issue that you want to do as preventative maintenance when, when, when you buy a new car. And when I'd stopped laughing at you. Yeah, because I was like, I still need to do and this and this and this and then this one and apparently this one. And I was explaining to you the tool that we needed to yeah. do the job on one of them. And I think, yeah, I think I'd been on the phone. I'd got a part. I was starting to feel like, why am I doing this? Sat with you, said, right, this is what we need to do. We need to find this part as well. Oh, sorry, this tool. And... I think I put it up for sale later that day. Yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, you know, and I was fair, I'm honest about it, actually. Um, fortunately, I bought it so cheap that I could actually, with all the stuff I'd done for it, ask more money. Yeah. But I got some of my money back. So it wasn't 
a catastrophe all in. And the bloke that bought it was very happy with it. I explained to him. So he got it home. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because when he picked it up, he came on the train. This is a train station only, you know, two minute drive from me. Mm -hmm. And I picked him up and I said, I'll take it for a drive. And I said, but just be aware. Like I said, there's one thing, you know, about the the whooshing noise in the engine. I said, I could never really resolve that. Uh, And when you turn, I think if you turned hard right, there was a noise which I think was just the rubbing, like a tire rubbing yeah. on the arch. I said, but it wouldn't, it just didn't do it when he drove it. And I got him to go round and round about three times and he was like, it's all right, mate, don't worry. I was like, okay, but I just would have liked you to hear it. Then I can feel like, yeah, you know. But you tried your best at the end uh, of the Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I had not this, a lot else you can do. I had this when I sold a car before that and I had a problem with uh, the power steering on my Astra actually when I sold it. And yeah. I tried to convince this person almost not to buy it. Yes, but yeah, they, yeah. they took it for a drive, and I was with them, and I was like, "Well, now try and do a really sharp turn. We'll do less of a sharp turn." I yeah, was nothing worked. <laughs> everything under the sun could not get for the life of me the the thing to to do to cause this error. So yeah, and so they were just desperate to buy the car <laughs> for whatever reason. For whatever reason, yeah. So that probably concludes the Golf GTI story. Actually, was there anything else, Sammy? Oh, and also it creaked like you wouldn't believe, like the interior creaked. Well, it's more just the fact that it just took up so much of my driveway for so long. Yes. Uh, and then I kept having to, when I brought it, like, I remember parking it up constantly. And, you know, sometimes sometimes you want to be out with your car, working mm-hmm. on it, doing a job here. You're kind of in the back of your mind, you think, oh, oh, I need to, uh, you know, do this little thing here or there. Oh, I should really, yeah, well, I'm going to do this. But it's not urgent. Yeah. But, I, you know, I'll put it off for a month or two. I better I'll go and do that little thing. I'll, you know, give it a clean here or whatever else. Every t- every job on that Golf GTI was urgent and immediate now. Yeah. So, I, so I always parked it. Oh, I forgot to mention, yeah, the door wasn't, wasn't aligned oh, yeah. properly. Yeah. The driver's door, it was a three-door, and it, the driver's door just dropped slightly. So it never shut properly. So you had to sort of lift it slightly to try and slam it shut. Which, again, something you want. Oh, yeah. Car, isn't oh, it, and so. the boot was corroded. Around the badge, it was yeah. Oh to, yeah, that was awful. Which is a common fault with them. Yeah, along with the front wings. So was I, this the one that had the weird spot on the bonnet? Ah, that was an R thirty two that I was about to buy. Oh okay, and yeah. that you questioned why is half the bonnet yeah pink? Yeah, I think we've talked about that before. Yeah, we? I think yeah. we have. And uh, I ended up not buying it. Yeah, but, you know, there we go. So that now was, you've got a Range Rover. Yes. <laughs> And we touch wood that it doesn't do these things to me. <laughs> I've had enough bad luck with this, um, with this stuff. So, yeah, I'm trying to think actually if there was anything else. I don't think so. I think the it was just generally in a, the interior was in a slightly shabby condition. Yeah, nothing, I, nothing that you could put pick out and say. Well, if you just replace that, that'll be fine. It was just everything was just a bit meh. I'd describe it as. Yeah, I think that was the problem. Is someone had had it at some point. They'd done one thing to it. They possibly cared for it quite a bit, but then it's been passed from one person to another person, and it just, it, you know, this is the thing with vehicles: is if you get, say, three a three owner vehicle that you buy, and all three owners love that vehicle, yeah, and all spent money to keep it running in top condition, what you'll get is a good vehicle, a yes. good used vehicle that needs you to continue doing that. But at some point, because of the price vehicles get to, because someone isn't that into cars and doesn't really know what they're buying, or for whatever reason, they get to a point where someone just runs them too long without being willing to spend any of the money on them. Mm -hmm. And that's when you sit there, or sorry, that's when I usually come in, 
Yeah, that's, that's about the point in the market where you usually buy. Yeah, and it's just so tired <laughs> that unless you are willing to do like a YouTube uh, rebuild series yes. on it, which you're then saying, I'm not driving this car every day, I'm removing everything. I'm yeah, rebuilding basically everything. restarting. Yeah, uh, which actually will be a good challenge for no. me. <laughs> we can do something like that at some point, Sam. There's a few vehicles I'd quite like to do that with. I'm is, sure there any, is. is there any vehicle actually you had that's, say, 20 years old that you know that there's not that many really good ones out there. Yeah. So you would accept buying, say, like an average one and then having a series where you would make it pristine. Is there a car in your mind for that? No, but I'd have to think about it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I would be able to find one. Yeah, no, I'm sure off you the would. top of my head, I don't have one available now. Just because I know, I know, for example, you like the old VXR Astra. Yeah. So I could just see if you were to yeah, buy one the, of those. Yeah, but the things that need to do with that are just all very, very difficult, complicated things to do. Yeah, but then if you had the space to do it, like a like a work area. Oh, if we had a proper work. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's that's. Oh, okay. That's yeah. what I'm asking you because yeah, I know yeah. for me, for example, I've always said I I like the EP3 Civic Type R. I've mm-hmm. had two, but I would like to buy one and have it as like a, a project. Right, yeah. Now let's start this sem- like um disassemble everything, mm-hmm. and then reassemble it fixed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's Which is, the... that's ideal if you can do that fixed. Yes. What you usually do is. Buy it, fix it, broken. Yeah, <laughs> I think the problem is a lot of time when I've been when I've done it this previously is I needed the car. Yeah, exactly. It's difficult if it's your daily driver. Yeah, yeah. that's the problem because when it's off the road, you've got no transport. Yeah, so you kind of need to be doing this stuff with second vehicles or be in a position where you don't actually need the car. Yeah, exactly. So like lockdown would have been perfect. Yeah, and and there was a lot of um, cars that I saw go up for sale on things like eBay, where people said that oh this was my lockdown project. So yeah. people, you know, when the well, the whole world had this scenario of people couldn't go out and do stuff, uh, people were buying cars that were in need of some love. Yeah, exactly. Getting parts delivered to their house and just going in the garage and fixing the car up. Yeah. Which well, it makes sense, doesn't it? I you think can, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can see how it happened, but... Um, Unfortunately, some of them never got finished. <laughs> yeah, I bet there's loads of cars out there, especially classics. I bet a lot of people bought like old MGBs or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. There and we go. It's been a couple of podcasts, but it's yeah, back. Got it in there. Got it in there. <laughs> that would definitely be a car. Yeah, with with the space. Um, yeah. Well, we'll do that at some point on the YouTube show when we when uh, I look forward to it. When we've got enough people that support the show and watch yeah. it and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> like, share, subscribe. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> Sam's got it in for me. Good. Right. <laughs> I think that's it, Sam. Okay. Well, hopefully, people enjoyed uh, tale of your misery. Yeah, hopefully they did. If you do, we'll do some more. There's plenty to go at. <laughs> yeah, but past ones. All my stuff now, touch wood. Yep, it's, it's all going to be fantastic. It's all going to go up I, millions of pounds I've, in value. I've, I've paid my dues of buying <laughs> rubbish. <laughs> uh, yeah, anything to add, Sam? Sorry, just I don't to, think so. No, there's no news or anything that we need to just jump on quickly. Not that I'm aware of. No new supercar, hypercar stuff. That's usually your... Not that I'm aware of. Oh, well, I can say actually just one quick thing, which is the last Lamborghini... Uh, what is it? The not the Aventador, Hurricane. Okay, um, is going to be produced for 2024, and after that, all Lamborghinis built will be electrified. Okay, hybrids basically. Oh, well, there um, we go. I think the V12 engine will survive, but I don't know what's going. I don't know what's going to happen in the Hurricane. Yeah, you don't know how. Yeah, yeah, I know what's going to happen in the Aventador, but I don't know what's going to happen. Well, I say I know it, it's going to have a V12, but electrified. I would have thought. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with the Hurricane, but the last one they're going to build is going to be 
a like safari build. Okay. Like a like lifted jacked version. And I can only think, I know a lot of people might think that's a bit weird, supercar. Why would you do that? Obviously, they have actually done one of these before yeah. as a hurricane because there was a market, 911 is the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this might be a little bit of a nod to their past because they were the first company really to do a sports utility vehicle, the LM002. Okay. They were the first ones to really, you know, a lot of people say it was Porsche. Let's say it was BMW with the X5 and the Cayenne or whatever else. But Lamborghini were way out. Like, it's like 70s, 80s time that they were. Wow. They built the LM. Uh, okay. the, um, so I think it's a little bit of a nod to their past. The last naturally aspirated engine yeah. is, a gi- is, is something. It's not going to be a giant off-roader, but it will be off-road spec. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, that's it. That was just uh, a little bit of supercar news. We usually rely on Sam for it. We do. He didn't He's obviously today. dropped the ball on this yeah. one. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. We will uh, catch you in the next one. See ya.